Welcome to another episode of the Dentology Podcast, where we discuss the business of dentistry. In this podcast series, we'll be discussing all the non-clinical aspects of dentistry, from goodwill values, finance, marketing, how to buy and sell a dental practice mindset, through to where you can invest your money in team management issues. My name is Andy Acton, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Trevens. Let's jump straight into it. Well, another terrific conversation, this time with Manhasi Gold. Fascinating. Fascinating. People will love the um the chronology mm. of how he got from you know where where he started to owning a practice yeah. and then realizing it that there's some real sort of gems and nuggets in yeah there. and the fact that he was able to do that with his wife who he met at dental school yeah. and work through that journey together and he kept going back to kind of teamwork we did yeah, together yeah. it was a real partnership in every sense of mm. the word and to remain together, you know, yeah. it must be quite hard mm. to 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 live, work, be totally immersed in a practice setup, which is stressful enough mm. in itself. But so also, it was a fascinating talk. But also to have that that full autopsy on selling a dental practice, mm. and that only happened in the last few months. I think for anybody who's looking to sell their practice in the future, they'll take a huge amount from what it looked and felt like for him because. People are going to go through that, and he's trodden that path. And he was so honest, pe- honest, warts and all. Exactly, exactly. It wasn't just all um, kind of sweetness and light. Yeah, it was roses. The real reality of what it was like to sell a practice. No, cracking episode. Invaluable. Cracking episode. So, hello and welcome to our latest episode of Dentology, the Business of Dentistry podcast. And today we are joined by Manhar Sigal. And Manhar is a guy's graduate from 1996, where he also graduated with Aradna, his wife of now 25 years. And they studied and qualified together, which is lovely. Recently become the ex principal of Millennium Dentistry in Staffordshire. And we're going to talk about that story and how that came about and what that experience was like for you. He's a well known car enthusiast and a family man um we we first properly connected through a frank taylor and associates event at the Graypool ferrari dealer back in 2020 um and as a petrol head that seemed a fairly obvious place to meet you yeah. so welcome manhole how are you i'm very well indeed thanks andy uh, not doing too bad yes i vividly remember the event uh back in february 2020 before the worlds came uh, falling down yeah, uh, right. with COVID, etc. Just before, uh, but yes, I vividly remember. It was, I think it was Friday, twenty eighth. Um, we went up there. I went up there, met you guys. Uh, you know, drooled over all the stock in the showroom. I was like <laughs> yeah, a kid yeah. in a sweet shop. Um, strict instructions with my wife: you're not taking your wallet with you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I had a, had a time of my life. And and that's when, like you said, we all we all connected. Uh, all three of us connected yeah. together, uh, and, yeah. and and that's where it all evolved from. That was the center point, the focus. That yes, we mm. had the petrol head theme in common, but then <laughs> you had some a service which I at the time needed assistance in. So yeah, it was great. Uh, I remember it well. But otherwise, doing okay. Come out the other end of COVID, still in one piece. Super, yeah, good. Super. Good. What's interesting hearing you say that is. We've obviously spent the last two years plus um, looking down cameras on Zoom, talking to people. And for me, that was probably our last major physical event where we got to see people. And there's no doubt you do strike up different sorts of relationships with people when you're physically in a space and you're chatting and you can see people and and that kind of longer form conversations. It is much nicer than doing things over Zoom. And I don't know if we'd have kicked off our relationship in the same way 
if it had been a phone call or a Zoom call. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I entirely agree. You, you know, at that event, we were all, if you like, for want of a better phrase, disarmed. We were all in our comfort zones at that point in time. And the selection of the crowd that you had there were doing the things that they like to do as, as, a, as a leisure activity. And when the barriers are down, your, your communication is far better. Um, mm-hmm. and, that's, and that's why when I was talking to you, you know, things were forming in my head thinking, hang on, this is pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. It was never, it wasn't a sales pitch. It mm. was a couple of guys having a conversation and me find, finding out about what you did. You know, I've seen the mm. adverts, FTA everywhere. I mean, there isn't a single dentist out there that I wouldn't know who's not heard of FTA. But <laughs> I wanted, to, in a way, you guys humanized it for me. And that's what swung it for me. In my that's opinion. good. That's, nice that's to good hear. to hear. Yeah, it's nice uh, to hear. As you know, we're doing another one. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we yeah. expect to see you there. Oh, so I shall good. certainly be there. I'll probably be there before everybody else is there. But, you know, <laughs> and I'll probably be the last one to leave. You'll have to kick me out or the showroom will have to kick me out. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we have to decide whether you take your wallet this time or not. Oh, she'll probably confiscate it off me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so It's always t- finance. It's always car finance. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> I should remember my license. So let's take you back to the the beginning before you you made the decision to go to to guys and qualify to become a dentist. What was your what was your childhood upbringing like? Okay, so um, I'm the only one. Um, my parents, my father was in inland revenue. Uh, my mum was a doctor. She was a consultant at a local hospital, actually about three miles away from the practice. Um, oh where, wow! Yeah, so a lot of my patients knew me as a child because I grew up here. So a number of, oh, I mean, wow. I even I even treat the lady who used to cross me across the road from infant school. So it's it, it, it's great in that <laughs> respect. Um, but yeah, um, my mom was a, a consultant at local hospital. Um, we, I was born in Bromsgrove, Worcestershire. We moved up to Stoke uh, when I was four. So my whole life has been here for as far back as I remem- uh, can remember. Mm, um, yeah. I went to school local to the practice uh you know i lived local to the practice i live literally wow. within a three mile radius of where we set up um and then went through work experience when it was the time to i'd seen my mum's occupation my dad's occupation and the work experience really thrung it for me because of all the work experience settings i went in um the dentist who I visited, oddly enough, is like a quarter of a mile away. Um, he he had a, he had such an enthusiasm about his job, and you could see that when he was with his patients, communicating with his patients, mm-hmm. and it was so good that he was. You, you you're almost a mechanic of the mouth, yet you are yeah. also an individual who's there to listen to the patients, talk to the patients, not only dentistry but everything else. Um, uh, and, and in their lives, you're a counselor, you're so many things. So I thought, hey, this is all right. You know, I can live with mm-hmm. this. I'm doing something different with every individual that walks through that door. Mm-hmm. And, and that's mm-hmm. what I, I think. What's intriguing there, man, yeah. is that it was through work experience. And we've spoken to a number of different dentists who all say the same yeah. thing that, right. that it, it was through work experience. Yeah. That that's what piqued their interest. Yeah. 
in the profession. They caught the fire of the dentist. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating, isn't it, that that, that dentist enthused you? Because mm-hmm. if they'd have been dull and yeah. disinterested, so would you have been. Mm. And it is amazing that that one person has kickstarted, as you said, yeah. quite a few and guys. It's, and yeah, it's it really, really important good. because those decisions that you need to make, even more so now, mm. in terms of your your subjects that you you select to get entry into dental school yeah. happens quite early on and I don't know the answer but I hope that young people still have access to dental practices to get that work experience to see if they get mm. their their fire sparked. We, we've always encouraged it we've, we've always had work experience students with us I think in 2010 we won an award locally for the work experience that we offered to the local schools and colleges um, mm. it, was, it was great it, it, we weren't doing it for the award it, it was for, well, for my satisfaction, because I love teaching. Uh, I've been a former mm. vocational trainer. I've done some in examining at VT, and I've always loved, I've, I've cherished the profession. And to, uh, to those kids who are interested, in, I, I, I want to, you know, draw that motivation on in them. Mm. Um, yes, things took a lull over COVID, but prior to that, it, it was great. Um, mm. uh, you know, we, we still, we're getting back into the swing of things. So it's something we'd always have. Um, because I'll tell you what's interesting for me is that knowing that you love cars mm. and uh, part of loving cars is the engineering to go with cars yep. I think of yep. how they, they and then you described it as engineering of the mouth yep. there's obviously a sort of a there's there's, there's a theme yeah. in there isn't yeah. it that you you, you, you you like the engineering yeah, it's, yeah. it's fascinating you're not, you're not worried you're not scared to get your hands dirty let me put it to that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was really it so the work experience came along um I got the grades to get into dental school. I will be honest with you. My first choice was not guys. It was my insurance offer. Um, my first choice was Liverpool. But I didn't get there. I went wow. into guys. I thought you were going to say Birmingham. Being a guy from the Midlands area, yeah. I thought you'd go to Birmingham. No, I, I thought so too, but I had a big fascination for the big uh, yellow submarine, if you like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but, what a great reason. And he wants <laughs> to live away from home and part it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that that was my... Uh, my, my, my it, Guys was default. I'm glad I went there because I met this young lady in the first week of the first year in Freshers Week who... Later on, was mad enough to marry me. So yeah, uh, wow. I mean, what a sliding doors moment. We were talking to somebody else yeah, earlier about yeah. sliding doors. Yeah. Imagine if your grades had been better, or, yeah. or Liverpool had appealed. Yeah, and yeah. You'd signed the paperwork and gone there. Yeah. You know, your yeah. whole life would have been different. Oh yeah. God, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm so so glad that fate made things transpire. And uh, like I said, yeah, me and Aradna, we hit it off pretty much straight away. Uh, and then, yeah, we went through five years of dental school. Uh, she was always uh, saving my back, but uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, always, always, uh, always, you know, we got through it together. And that's the yeah. theme that we've had with our family life and mm. practice life. Mm. We we've always kind of like fused to one to do, to get through that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, uh, we work together as a team. Yeah, which is but nice. That's how it works, and that's what I've always. Yeah. In- encouraged in my staff that look work as a team you're individuals mm. but work together because that way you'll get yeah. through it and you met you met around at dental school and i know you went to school with um with shannon and yeah and yep, yep. Shushma. yeah yeah um and and they obviously met at school and and they're together when when you were there did it did it feel like a special group did you know early on that the, the class you were couples in? classes it yeah. was <laughs> i think 10 couples got married i think um, wow! Yeah, I think it was My like goodness. ten couples got married, and it was 
this was like this was like a dating service before dating like exactly. services yeah. happened. You didn't need Tinder back in those days. <laughs> <laughs> you just needed to get admission into guys and away you were. And you were there. You certainly were. So, yeah, it was great in that respect. Um, we, you know, it, it, we were a family back then very early on. And mm. till date, um, we still have reunions. We've got a what guys group. We have a close-knit group of friends who we meet every year. And Lovely. now, bearing That's in mind, we qualified 26 years ago this year. It's still nice that wow. we're still meeting together every year. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was, you knew, you knew at that point in time oh, wow. that, yeah, things were not for the short Did you get married after school, after dental school? We got school, married or after, after VT. Um, right. So we did an, uh, our qualification and then we went, uh, did our respective VTs. The Rodham was down uh, in Chelmsford Way. I was back up in Sunny Stoke. Um, and then uh, I managed to con her into coming up to Stoke. And then we, she came up here. We were both associates for two years. Right. And then it had always been um, our aim to have a practice. And Radna was the driving force behind that notion. Because mm. she comes from a business background from her father's right. side. Um, and I'm, I'm really... I'm so glad we did do it because my dad at the time that we were setting up the practice was terminally ill with cancer. And he said, look, you can inherit the money that I'm going to give you to help out with once I'm dead and gone, but I'd dearly love to see it with my own eyes. So he helped fund us. My father-in-law, Aradna's dad, gave us the business sense the business acumen the location and everything and mm -hmm. together here we go again teamwork we got it established i mean unfortunately my dad died two months after but I, right. i'm glad he saw he just he just hung on yeah, he got it, to yeah. see that, the vision he, he went in peace kind of thing that yeah, yeah they've set up now so that was the way it was so yeah it was it, that's how we progressed to that point in time and then beyond yeah. there literally with a three surgery practice we set it up as a squat it was a former ladies' fashion shop, but if I were a lady back then, it's certainly a shop I wouldn't go to. Um, <laughs> uh, in terms of fashion, left a little bit to be desired. Um, and then we made a three-surgery practice out of it. Uh, Which is fabulous. And, and how was that in the early days? Because quite often for, for couples working together, yeah. it can be quite intense because you kind of come mm -hmm. home and you say, well, what did you do today? It's like, well, you know, because we worked. Yeah. Yeah. How did that, did it take a while to kind of evolve and, and, and get kind of that separation between work and home so you could genuinely have a home life and then go back to work? What, and did what you put boundaries like? in? Yeah. We didn't put boundaries in. Okay, to start off with, um, for the first 18 months that the practice was up and running, we didn't have children. So right. our dedication was solely to the practice. Our practice, like I said to you, and you've mentioned this in the past, is our, was well was our first baby. So mm. we had to nurture it. Mm. So it yeah, we we had to live, eat, breathe, talk, practice in order to get it off the ground. Um, you know, there there were there were decisions we were taking like midnight. Hang on. We haven't done this. We haven't done that. We haven't ordered this. Yeah. We need to get this in. And I'm, I'm not sorry for doing that. And to an extent now, like you say, things have evolved. We've, we've got kind of boundaries in, natural form boundaries in that, right, mm. okay, let's not talk about practice. But it, we, you, it's now second nature. It's in our blood to discuss it. Um, oh, yeah. 
And I, it's very hard to set up boundaries, particularly when you're forming a business. It's in mm. its infancy. It's all, it's all consuming, isn't it? Yeah, it's in its infancy. It's like a child. You yeah. help a child mm. learn how to walk. So mm. you, you can't say, well, okay, that's it. Uh, I'm done for today. We'll reconstart lessons and things tomorrow. It doesn't work like that. Mm. carries on but eventually you learn to progress to let go of the discussion and yeah. the debates around it you said that aradna obviously she had um some business experience from the family side for her mm-hmm. um but between you and what was what was your own motivation to want to start a squat and, and be a principal we um <clears throat> the reason we wanted to do it was firstly it was going to be ours Ours in terms of we would lay down the ethos of it. We would determine uh, the, the the structural, well, the structural and equipment arrangements of it. We'd recruit the staff who we thought would be suitable for it, and also we we we'd, if you like, establish a relationship, particularly with those patients who joined us right from the very beginning and whose generations have joined us since mm-hmm. um, to be the way we would we had dreamt it would be. Yeah. Yes, yeah. if we'd have gone and bought um, another practice, and we did look at other practices at the time to see whether they were suitable for us to buy, but invariably they were principals who were, right, I'm going to do a year here and then I'm gone kind of thing. Yeah. We, we didn't want that. And then it was a question of relationships that patients have formed, and we see this now, with the de- with the dentist from the very outset, are, are those crucial uh, relationships? Because therein evolves trust. Now, if I take over, if I'd have taken over a practice there and then for a dentist who'd been there, what, 40 years? Suddenly this new guy walks to the door. I've, I've got to start from ground zero. And that's what we didn't want. We thought, let's start from ground zero, but do it our yeah. way. Mm, uh, yeah. That was the way. You're, you're, still, you're still a young guy. Um, 50. And you, yeah, well, I'm 50. Compared to this guy, we're young guy. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, he must be 51 or something. Oh, yeah. I'm just hanging on. <laughs> so what was, your, what was your driver to sell? And did you find that a tough decision between you? Were you both completely aligned in this or was it something that kind of got thrown around the, the kitchen table for quite a while? Yeah, so how long did it take yeah. from an idea to, yeah, okay, let's do it? We used to get the mail shoots in the post. I think this was at the time when corporates were becoming a fashion and they were mail shooting everybody. Hey, do you want to sell? And at that point, when it first came, those letters were first received. No, thanks. Forget it. I'm in it for the long haul. I'm going to retire from here. They're going to carry me out in a wooden box from here. Was the notion at the time. Um, But what changed our mindset was, was we thought we have two sides to it, a domestic situation, which we have with our daughter. Um, And we thought if we're going to go, we don't want to walk out into the sunset and say, that's it, we're gone. We'd rather quit whilst we were ahead, but still be there for our patients. And not just mm-hmm. for a couple of years, for a number of years, till such time as we're either incapacitated to work 
or it's time for us to retire. Mm. We we never wanted to abandon. Uh, mm. So we needed a situation to arise in the future whereby this presented itself. So we knew, we decided once we realised that our daughter's situation, her medical condition was such that it was, and yeah. she needed us. And having a practice in the equation when it comes to a will, mm. and when you have a child who at that point will be an adult and who won't be able to take decisions for herself, is reliant on others, when you've got such a big asset thrown into the mix, to remove that yeah, would help. Very responsible thinking, mm. yeah, yeah. It's for the greater good. The one thing we've always taught ourselves was to plan ahead, plan ahead, plan ahead, mm. and mm. literally quit whilst you're ahead. Quitting yeah. doesn't mean to say I'm leaving. Take, take your daughter to one side. Yeah. Um, do you think you're your thinking and feeling about the the practice and, and being around for a number of years would have been different if you'd have bought a practice as opposed to started a practice from squat. Did it feel more like a baby because it was it was built from the ground up as opposed to you bought somebody else's practice? I think it, <clears throat> for me, um, my heart strings wouldn't have been so pulled had mm. I acquired a practice. Mm. This I see is, it, this has been my second home, yeah? yeah. Um, and for my wife, it's been her second home because I can sit in this office and remember nailing things to the wall. Uh, <laughs> and I, that's, yeah. when you do oh, that sport remember of that, thing, don't you? Get your paintbrush out. Yeah, you know, exactly. That, 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 Lord knows I did try. Sweaters in the wall. Yeah, I did try, but then they they called in professional people. But you know, uh, when you have this sort of attachment, when you remember seeing the building's bare bones, Mm. not even central heating, it just brick walls. That's when you grow that attachment. Uh, And I don't think Mm. I would have had that had I acquired. No, uh, I think take probably it, not. Take yeah. It yeah, yeah, I think it is. I think, yeah, I think because you, you can change something into something else, mm-hmm. but when you start something and create something, it's yeah. very different, isn't it? And I think a it, lot of it's about vision, isn't it's, it? It's, it's about it's vision, and it's about starting with a blank canvas. Yeah, mm. do you see what yeah. I mean? Yeah, mm, definitely. So jumping to the end, you made a decision to sell. Yeah. Um, Lots of people who who listen to this podcast are practice owners, and yeah. they're going to go through what what you've been through yeah. someday. So, yeah. we've kind of talked about the the decision making process up to the point where you decided to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what kind of happened from there on? Because obviously, you then ultimately sold your practice through Frank Tone and Associates. Yeah. But what, what kind of happened before then, and and, and then working with Frank Tone and Associates? So we once we decided that this is the way forwards, we met with. Mr. Google, uh, and uh, tapped away. Uh, That's a good start point. <laughs> nowadays, yeah. I mean, and, you know, there were the recurring adverts from different companies in the BDJ uh, and yep. Dentistry Magazine and what have you. But we went on the internet as well. So <clears throat> we went with an agent first. I don't know if I can mention names or not. No, no, let's let's remain. An agent. An agent who dealt with medical um, practices, dental, well, medical, I mean, pharmacies, dental, opticians and stuff like that. But they also had a commercial arm. So it was news agents, pubs, this, that, the other. Uh, So we went with them. um, Photos and everything done. 
And we did have an initial flurry of people running through. And um, it was like, my God, all these people, uh, what's happening here? This is too quick. What's happening? But with each one of them, they, they either weren't for us or we weren't for them. And then I think I might be wrong here, but I think, I think four or six months down the line, the, 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 the agent really lost interest. It's like, okay, drop your price. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, and I thought to myself, you know, I'm not selling a second-hand car here or a bit yeah. of furniture. Uh, this is my livelihood, my legacy. So mm. let me see. So we then went to uh, another agent. Um, no joy there. The uh, one further agent after that, with who, um, whom I shared my last the offer that a certain corporate had made for the practice, if you remember. Yeah, and mm-hmm. as <laughs> you quite rightly pointed out, it was less than half of what I've got through Frank Taylor, and. Had I gone under that particular agent's influence, which was this is the best offer going, it's great, they'll do this, they'll do that, they'll do the other, you're safe here, um, it's a no-brainer, go and sell. And I thought to myself, you know what? There's a difference between an agent who wants to sell with your best interest, interest at heart and an agent who wants a quick mm. buck from a commission. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's hard, isn't it? When when it's you only go through this process. Who's a once, broker? Who's an agent? Yeah, you, you you really have to trust the person on the other side of the table yeah. because, like you say, for you this was your squat. Mm. This was your one chance to sell yeah. and get out for mm. the best price possible. Yeah, yeah. So you, you've no reference point. You've you, you've no way of knowing whether that's right or not. But this is this was just it. And the vibes I was getting was this: okay, hurry, close the deal, close the deal, hurry it on, move it on. And that's when I thought, you know, I'm being sold a car here. Mm. Um, you know, leave a deposit today. It won't be sold tomorrow. I thought, yeah. No. Yeah, you yeah, know what? Yeah. I, I'm going to think about it. Then an hour later, I said, I've thought about it. Thank you so much. I'm moving on. Bye. Um, and we just progressed on. Then, of course, Grey Paul happened. Uh, yes. And that's when, that's when I, I was, you know, having had a taste of three agents, I thought, God. Well, let's go along and see what happens. Um, and well, the danger is there is that they're all the same mentality. Yeah, yeah, isn't right. yeah but, yeah, but yeah. There, there is that danger. But um, they, 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 they wouldn't be all the same if there weren't the sales figures to back them up. If they're all the same, they've all had the same sales figures. But if I compare FTA to the other agents, you, you dwarf mm. them. So that's what swung it for me. But this yeah. whole disarmed meeting that we had, uh, and particularly uh, meeting both of you was really important. But then yeah. thereafter, the conversations we had in terms of value, what fascinated me was the knowledge that you possessed of the market. Mm-hmm. That was important to me. The knowledge you possessed, the the, the, the potential changes that were going to occur in the market. Nobody saw COVID coming, but the potential changes, it was the foresight that you had and the valuations you came up with to me were to the nearest penny. Now, you you, you can't even buy things in a shop to the nearest penny. 
I mean, an article of clothing, but you, you, the way you totted it up and the, 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 the breakdown of how you'd worked it out really made sense to me. Oh, and that to, to me, right, to that was the dr main driver. The, these guys know what they're talking about. They've got the sales figures to prove what they're talking about. The commission is the commission is the commission. It has to be. But if it's going to mm. get me some what I want financially and in terms of uh, the buyer that I want, mm. why am I even debating the issue? Why am I even thinking mm. about it? And and that was that was what really spurned me on. You know. Yeah, that's good. It's nice to nice to hear. It's, it's always something that we find quite strange that people who you know that that someone you know trying to make you sell a practice mm. um on the cheap and we, we always say well that there's probably a, a little bit of a conflict going on there mm. because there's probably some money being paid direct to them which yeah. is why they want you to yeah. to sell it cheap and it's it's this whole thing about being for us we look at it and say this business has been running 30 34 yeah, years, 34 years. years. And and we said, you know, reputations take 34 years to build, mm. but you can lose them in minutes. Mm. And it's not worth it trying to make a fast buck no. because hopefully people will yeah. see the authenticity and integrity of what we do. Yeah. Because the honest answer is we don't get paid until it's done. Yeah. So there's absolutely no point yeah. wasting our time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're going to value that at 12 million pounds. Yeah. Oh, it's remained unsold. Yeah. There's some yeah. But also, yeah. I think yeah. it's it's appreciating how important this is. Yeah, this is your legacy. This yeah. is your professional life's work. Yeah. It's we have a, yeah. There's a duty of care yeah. to achieve the very yeah. best price possible. Yeah. And I know... You know, numbers are only one way of keeping score. But when you're selling an asset yeah. and that becomes kind of, you know, part of your estate for your kids, it is important to, to get mm. the very best best price possible. It's not a house. No, yeah. exactly. It's not a house. It's, it's not a house. You know, it's not a second-hand motor you're going to kick the tyres around and say, well, no, you know, it's knock not. a bit off that no. for that. Uh, well, it's, it's a bit like you were saying, Manhart, isn't it, that you've, you've treated probably a couple of generations of the same family. Yeah. Mm. So there's a legacy that yeah. you're also leaving behind. And that's the legacy that has to carry on longer. You know, I'd want it to carry on long after. And the practice ethos is also important to me. Yeah, Because definitely. that level of customer care with, with, with a family touch is important to me. And that's why mm. I wanted to, uh, the buyer who I've gone with he can carry that on. I mean, I'm so lucky that, you know, since the introduction to the buyer, crikey, we're, we're like the best of mates. Um, mm, yeah. Um, you know, we meet each other regularly, not only in the surgery setting, outside the surgery setting. Um, it, 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 it's a blast. You know, we're sending each other videos of cars and things like that. And <laughs> we can have a conversation on a phone for like an hour, of which five minutes is probably about the practice. The rest is just, you know, that common which is brilliant isn't it i mean bond. that is brilliant um and and that's why this is the biggest thing i thank frank taylor associates for is that they got me that buyer the yeah. buyer who i can see carrying on our legacy and the ethos of the mm. practice and the reputation of the practice which is lovely and i needed someone who wanted both of us for a while you know yeah um it's not my age to go looking for a job i'm not in a position to retire and even if i did we're in a position to retire I'd probably still come into work anyway. So, yeah, so yeah, to yeah. me, this this was important. So the way you've guided us through this 
the individual who eventually the buyer you got for us and then you know liz constant emails to say where are we where are we with with yeah. my solicitor myself the buyer the buyer solicitor that was great mm. and that That's process good. you know you've only been through this once mm. and other people will be following down the the path that you've <clears throat> already trodden um how was it was it was it was it hard was it frustrating was it longer than you thought because the reality is we we need to be honest we need to be honest about about what's involved because people are going to go through this and there's there are people that will say it's easy and you can do it in three months and we we know that's not the truth and and you've been through that process yeah so how did you find that i found the i look i i was expecting a long haul uh, not a short haul because it's it was an asset, uh, business asset and freehold sale. So, you know, it's going to take a while to do. Um, the biggest thing I learned was the preparation for the sale. So the checklist that you sent us was invaluable. The, 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 the timings, the chronological order of which you should have this ready by then, this ready by then, this ready by then was invaluable. And yet you are relying on so many third parties to supply you with that information. And often the weight from them can be quite uh, demoralizing. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it can get you down. But I think if provided you're focused on the end goal, they're distractions. There are disappointments along the way. But if you can see yourself at the end, it's going to happen. Uh, you know, it did take a little longer than anticipated. Um, and even, you know, the buyer, his end, there were complications and things along the way. But it happens. Um, I never yeah. expected this whole three-month scenario. I mean, it's impossible. Mm. In, to my eyes, you can't even buy a house in three months, let alone a business. Mm. Um, no. Uh, and and I, it, everything had to be right as well. Um, mm. And one thing that the, everything had to be was uh, honest and upfront. Yeah. That was critical. Um, having a good solicitor on board, and I can't recommend more that we any individual who's out there thinking of selling uses a specialist dental solicitor. Mm. You know, it, it's like almost like a foreign language dentistry yeah, yeah uh, and, and the runnings the ins and outs of the business so that that is crucial uh and from yeah. the outset we used a guy who you knew of i knew of uh, in fact the freehold was from uh solicitor was from the same firm in fact that late that particular lady has been friends with her rather since she was 11 so they knew each other and you know it was a long drawn out process um the legals do what they do what they do best uh <laughs> But, you know, we jumped through all the hoops and we got there in the end. So, yes, it was a drawn out process. It was at times demoralizing. But provided you don't take your eyes off the prize yeah, and retain your focus, it's a bit like going through dental school. Provided you retain your focus, you're there. Yeah, yeah brilliant. And, and you kept your eye on the business as well. Yeah, you kept running the business through the process, which is important. I, I didn't change. I didn't stop things. You know, I was changing equipment. I was mm. buying new X-ray equipment. I was, you know, doing so many things. I carried on, and I said um, to yourself, "I have to keep this practice on track. It has to keep evolving mm. until such time as there is completion. 
I have to be there doing it. And there's one yeah, choice I made right, to yeah. the buyer that look, everything's not going to come to a grinding halt. I still have to get equipment tested, the necessary safety check, safety certification, equipment replacement that's needed till such time as they take over. That's very that's right. important. It is. Run it until the money's in your account. Exactly. Is the advice we give people. Thank you for sharing that experience. That's That's, brilliant. That's really good to hear. Uh, And like I said, I like the honesty of it because people that are coming down the path behind you, Mm. it's nice for them to know uh, what that that looks Mm. like. In in terms of you as a personality, you you strike me as a very measured, kind soul. Um, Yet you flip that coin over. And, and you're absolutely crazy about fast cars. Yeah. Is that kind of the yin to the yang? Is, is, is a measured kind soul, you flip it over and then you like the crazy cars? The, the crazy cars are, are my outlet. Um, <laughs> you know, there are many other vices you could have in this life. Um, you just need a way of funding the vices. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, um, it, the, the car, yeah, it's, it's an outlet. But mm. I also appreciate, as I do in dentistry, the, the evolution of technology since I qualified. It, it's the mm. same with 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 uh, with the motoring world for me. Uh, the way that's evolved, and it blows my mind in dentistry how things have changed. And it's mm. the same thing with with cars. But yeah, it's literally my. Um, Kid in a sweet shop routine, for want of a better expression. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's a car scene for me. Um, I mean, and that's the part. The one problem myself and the new principal have is that our nurses tend to be prizing us apart from each other in surgery because that's where all we discuss. Um, <laughs> four patients are waiting in the waiting room and. She's trying to prize us apart, but somehow we still manage to send each other in each surgery YouTube videos of what we've seen. So, yeah, I'm happy to say the guy who's actually taken over is just as bad as me, if not worse. Yeah, good, good. (laughs) Pleased to hear it. And you're you're, you're still young, you're 50. Um, What what is the next chapter for you? Is is there a blank page or you're going to continue working in a practice with Aradna, but do you have plans for the future yet or are you just going to enjoy some time? Um, We've... You're always planning. You're always planning. You alter your plans. Yeah. You can always change things on the canvas fractionally, but you're always planning. So I think the ne- the plan for us is to retain our dentistry um, because that's what we were trained to do. And hmm. we couldn't Im- imagine a, 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 a lifetime without it. But move further into now uh, um, generating more passive income in terms of property and things like that, which is something Mm -hmm. that we could never dedicate our time to do. Mm -hmm. One thing that was a driver for me to sell the practice also was that because of our domestic challenges, Mm -hmm. we were not able to offer the future of the practice that it deserved. So that's one of the other reasons why we sold. So also um, with our futures, I think property management and, you know, things like that would be the way for us to go because we do have a bit of a business head because we didn't go bankrupt. So 
And we do have a bit of a business test, but we just want to explore the property aspect. I think you've been very modest, Manhar. Very, very few people no, no. start up squats and run it to the extent that you do no, for no, that amount no, of time. No, luckily, my wife has a good head for this because it's... <laughs> oh, yes. Um, she, she... We need to do another episode with your wife. <laughs> you need to, actually. <laughs> You'll get more out of her. But the, the she what she inherited from her father in terms of his business acumen for property, because that's mm. primarily what he dealt with. Um, yeah. We, 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 we're going to explore that um, and see how we progress from there. Excellent. Well, I think you've, you've, you've told a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. I think the start, the start was great. And I think to hear that you've got to that, that end and you've sold and you've got plans for your future. Um, it's, it's terrific. It, I, it, it I really, really appreciate is, it. it really but I can't, nice. um, I can't thank you guys enough for holding our hands and guiding us through the process. Because otherwise, I can assure you, there are plenty of sharks out there who would have eaten us up alive. Mm-hmm. Oh, so absolutely. No, it's nice to hear. Like I say, we're delighted that you got a, you got a good end result. Oh, definitely. We always we always wrap up in the same way. Yeah. We always ask our guests the same two questions mm-hmm. just to, to bookend things. And the <laughs> first one is, if you could be the fly on a wall in a certain situation with someone, and who would who would be there? What would that situation look like? I'd like, uh, I'd say it would be um, Enzo Ferrari. You see, in my head, I thought you'd go for Enzo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Enzo Ferrari, any day of the week. Any day of the week. Yeah, and would would he be the person you'd like to meet and sit down and have dinner with as well? Yes, it would, because he turned his hobby, from what I've read, into a global phenomenon. Um, the guy, from what I read, loved racing cars. He built racing cars and everything, but he needed a way to fund the racing car habit that he mm-hmm. had. So he thought to himself, how do I do it? And then he started building road-going cars and they were selling out like hot cakes. Um, and I thought to myself, and he thought, this is great. This will feed my habit to hell with the road cars. I'm focusing on the racing cars. And that's how Ferrari came about. Um, and and that's what really fascinated me um, about him. And he's a guy I'd love to discuss, have a sit-down meal with and say, look, you've evolved it into a phenomenon, but it was your hobby. It was a passion mm. that you had. How did you do I it? I think that's the thing. I think it's driven by passion. Yeah. And I think most things that are phenomenal mm. are driven by the passion of the founder mm. who, who was doing it not to grow a big business, not to make money. It was just because they were passionate about their thing. Yeah. And what falls out of that yeah. is an amazing business and it makes money. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. That was never the end. No, the, yeah. you know, the, the, the point was I'm just passionate about something and I want to do the best I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. You want to do if you don't forget that one ethos that you want to do the best for your customer, um, you can't go far wrong. You you really can't. And if it eats you up that oh I want to do this, I want to do a little bit this, a little bit that, you you're your passion then seeps through to your your patient. Yeah, yes. it has to. Uh, yes. And then they think, hang on, this guy really, really likes what they're doing. Yeah. I'll stick with them. Yeah. <laughs> At least that's a theory. I think that's a lovely point to finish on, man. Yeah, brilliant. We, thank you. We appreciate your time. It's Not been at all. it's been absolutely wonderful. Not at um, all. Like I say, thank you for for telling your story so well. And uh, yeah, we'll look Pleasure. forward to um, catch up with you very soon. Yeah, I'm you certainly again. looking forward to it. And yes, the next next future dental shows. 
Get my name badge ready. Excellent. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> Cheers, man. Thanks a lot for your time. Thank you, Thank you. Pleasure meeting. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dentology, where we discuss the business of dentistry. If you like what you heard, please do subscribe where you found this episode. That would be amazing. And also follow us on Instagram.